morning, Pastor Tony. What, what's going on? What in the world's going on? Good morning, Pastor Chandler. What is going on in this world? Um, this morning, I'll just tell you a little story. Rena, my daughter, saw the sun shining brightly outside, and she screamed, It's summer! Well, and is... Salem goes, my son says, No, it's not. There's still snow on the ground. And Rena goes, we can't go outside. And she was really distraught about it. And I felt everyone is thinking the same thing. This is, she's ex- describing the anxiety within each of us. The way I feel, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, it's deceivingly cold out. So is Salem the realist and Rena the idealist? Perhaps. Yeah. So it was just a funny thing that happened this morning. It is funny. In my home. In other news, we have a guest with us this morning. Big news. We've been talking about this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Howdy. Who is that? I don't know. Hey. He, he doesn't oh. know himself. <laughs> Andy Hackle's with us this morning. Dude. Yes, Howdy, y'all. You might know him as the bass man. Yeah. That's the bass man. An yeah. enduring title that the realist gave him. Yeah. yeah. My son Salem calls him the bass man. Exactly. I'm the bass man. That's what I do. Hackle, what's the name of your base? Uh, ooh. Um, I, the Fender is named El Nino. El Nino. Um, El Nino, yeah. Uh, the new one, I don't have a... I'm, I'm still searching. Now, what does El Nino mean? There's a long story behind that with you and me and your car once. About, like, the weather patterns and... Yeah, it's a weather pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me... Can you describe your bases for the people listening? Because they're not able to see them. Describe them? Yeah. So um, you said the Fender. Tell us about the Fender. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> do like a gear rundown. Um, yeah, it's it's a Fender Jaguar. All right. Um, for the technical people, it's uh, got a P-Base and a J-Base pickup. Um, Sweet. You know. What about a, the aesthetic people? What does it look like? Aesthetic people? Well, it's orange. Uh, it's got like a nice, um, the name is called like a tobacco burst, mm. you know? Like a like a storm, like an El Nino is in like your a, face. Yeah. Like a tobacco yeah. storm. Yeah. But like, the, the one I'm playing now is the Epiphone. <laughs> you gotta describe the Epiphone because Ooh, that's, pe- oh, people probably that. maybe haven't noticed that yeah. you sometimes switch it up. You know what, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're really feeling the Holy Spirit, which one are you grabbing? <laughs> Every morning, I just let the Holy Spirit pick my instrument for me. Um, sometimes, how does that go? Like, are you on your knees before the Lord, and He just guides you? I I am, but honestly, usually not about my bass. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, the the Epiphone. It's I'm, which I'm one really sounds nicer? You know what? I think the Epiphone. Mm. Be careful, El Nino might get Nino. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate you playing the bass, like, every Sunday. I, you know what? I love doing it. And I feel blessed to do it. Sweet. The bass yeah. is a critical instrument in contemporary yeah. Christian music. It is. When is I, like, no. when I, like, listen, I, uh, I listen for bass now. After mm-hmm. playing bass, I never would, like, notice right. it. Yeah. It's really the power of the song is in the bass. The bass. The bass. 
That's right. <laughs> right there. Say that again. Sweet. Yep, that's Andy. That's the foundation. Now, I mean, of course, we're jesting, but it's the foundation of the music. And so it's similar to what Christ is for us, isn't it? So Andy, you're you're I mean you're right spot on theologically playing the bass. Perhaps he's the cornerstone of the music. Yeah. Mm. Right. Cornerstone. Right. He has yet to be rejected though. Yeah, he's not oh, been the chief cornerstone rejected. Right. <laughs> I does that mean like you have to kick me out of new life? Well and then bring it back in. And then yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh but if you go, we all go. Well it's glad to have you on the we're glad to have you on the podcast this morning, Andy. I'm glad to be here. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to New Life News. New Life News. New Life News. Perfect. Perfect. What's going on in the New Life world? Big stuff. Uh, January, February, March. It's March, everybody. We're past the first two months. Every Praise time, the Lord. Every time I need to know what month it is, I have to say them. Like, out like in my head. I only have to do that if I want to know what the number is. Oh, really? And then I have to count them on my hand. I can't. I mean, I suppose I've relegated that to secondary material in my brain or something. Mm, yeah, it's not. You can figure it out. You don't need to memorize. Exactly. It. Yeah. I have a method, so therefore I don't need to cloud the rest. Throw it out. Yeah. So it's it's March. March, and we are full throttle, full speed ahead. There's some cool things happening though. On the 18th. If you have not gotten your picture taken yet for the New Life Directory, the new New Life Directory, come in your you know, outfit that you want to be remembered in and uh, get your picture taken. Like the outfit you would be buried in. Yeah, well, yeah, just in case. You know, our co-chairman elder, Rennie Milner, he asked me via text last week, because he saw the director, it's a makeup picture day. Mm-hmm. And he said, what makeup are we supposed to wear for the picture day? Mm-hmm. I said, cover girl. <laughs> and he said, do- is there a cover man I could use? Didn't John Sermon say? He did, yeah. It's like... Number five or something like that. He's got a certain one in particular. Yeah, so Jim Larson will have all that stuff for you. Yeah. You don't have to bring it. No, but for real, we really do want everybody who calls New Life their home. You don't have to be a partner, but everybody that calls New Life their home to come... And get your makeup on. Yeah, he wants, we want, (laughs) we want the community to be able to connect daily. And so this is a great way to do that. That's right. Andy, have you had your picture taken? I have. Oh, good. By yourself or with your mom and dad? With my mom and dad. That's great. When do you graduate to just by yourself? Who knows? Dude, I would get my picture taken with the hackles. With your, Hackle Senior. Just like Maybe my, until you're, and until you're married, you have to be with your mom and dad. Kind of. Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's kind of lonely, you know, if you just... Like, my parents are in one photo, and I'm like, I'm in the other right next right to them. Right next to them. Right. If you blur your eyes, they're in the same photo anyway. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, other things going on. Uh, this weekend is the spring for the clock. Oh. we got to set our clock This is so fast. I'm so excited. Saturday night, make sure you set that up. Or you're going to be late. Set it right up. So this week Ugh. I've put a, an antique clock in my son's room. Mm. So George and Lewis, they usually get up and come out of their room early. But mm-hmm. uh, we put this antique wind-up clock 
and it's got an alarm. And as soon as the alarm goes off, he can come out of his room. And so they're getting up earlier, but waiting in their room, giddy, waiting for the alarm to go off. Because it's a physical bell that actually sounds. <laughs> and uh, But so I think when we spring forward, it might line up with when oh, they're Oh, they'll wake up, up and alarm, yeah. boom. You know, if, my, if I could get my kids to stay in their room until a certain time in the morning, I don't, it's not as much of a miracle as Jesus calling Lazarus from the grave, <laughs> but it's up there. Have it you, would be up there. Have you done, there. have you put anything in their room to help them know that there is a moment? No, but can? I'll be honest, I feel, I'm just going before the Lord about it. How do we handle it? Because, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Julie yesterday about it at Immerse. She had some tips. Mm. Like a grandfather clock. Like a, gr- a huge grandfather clock. Really That's old right. one. Does it chime bong, at midnight? Bong, it does not chime at midnight, bong, but it will midnight. chime at the same time in the morning, at night that it does in the morning. Oh, man. What's so spring forward. Make sure you set your clocks. Also, believe it or not, this month is... At the end of this month, we're leading into Easter. Easter is April 1st. On March 30th, that's a Friday. It's Good Friday. We're having our uh, Good Friday service at 6.30 p.m. And so we want to make sure everyone's aware of that, inviting family and neighbors and friends. Cool. We will have uh, invitations for people to get at the building. This Sunday? uh, Probably not this Sunday. Yeah. Very soon. Union Gospel Mission is a uh, ministry for homeless people in the Twin Cities, and on the 24th, they do an annual information day. You can learn more about what they do. Uh, Wayne and Cheryl Moberg are leading a group to go down there for this um, lunch preview type thing. So mm, if you're yeah. interested in going to that, check it out. There's, there should be a handout there on Sunday morning on the welcome table. There's also more information in the newsletter, which will be coming out soon. Perfect. And you can talk to Dwayne or Cheryl. Wayne or Cheryl. That's what I said, Wayne. And one other thing. They'll be shaking your hand on Sunday morning. Yeah, they are welcomers. So that's that's who you'll talk to. Par excellence. Was that French? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. You know what? That's the one thing I miss about French. No. <laughs> the one thing I miss about coming in early to do the worship band practices, I don't get to walk in and have like the greeters. The welcome. And the welcome and the pamphlets. Oh, I miss that. Should we have the greeters there in the morning for the worship? Early, team? early. Just, yeah. yeah, when we come in at seven in the morning. I don't make you get here that early. Oh, eight, yeah. <laughs> if so, if you're a greeter and you're interested in blessing a larger portion of the body, Come even earlier. It's in one person, just me. Right. But Andy, and Andy interrupted you. No, never. No. <laughs> what were you saying? I interrupted him, if anything. But there is something happening on Saturday. This coming Saturday, if you're listening to it early enough, obviously. Saturday the 10th at the Milner's house, the young adults group. This is uh, post-high school, pre, um, you know, whatever young adults age Whatever you think young adult is. If you're not married and you're a young adult, come to the Milners at 6. It's a good time. Sweet. Looking forward to it. I'm wrestling with that. Are you? 
Well, because I'm 30 now. That's true. Am I a young adult still? That is a good question, Chandler. But I am married, so... Yeah, but as to whether you're a young adult... Right, that's... Kimmy says I'm old. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a young adult, which I am... Then, then I so definitely. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord for that. Yeah. All right. Next. Next. Andy, what's our next segment? Question time. Question, question time. Question time. <laughs> what is question time? Uh, I ask you a question. But Dude. it can't be a theology question. Oh, but it can't be a theology. What kind of question do you need? Well, well, because the, the the theology section is oh. New Life Theology. Okay. Is it question time? Ask, yeah, ask us a well, question. Well, maybe you just Any ask, question you you just ask the question. Um, yes, it is. It is. There. That's not the question, though. It's a question, but it's not the Save question. Save your theology question for the next segment. Okay. This is just um, question time. Boy, you're really... Just regular. Throwing uh, curves here. Ooh. Just some awkward silence here. Uh, Narrate what is happening. In my head? Ooh, sure. I'm thinking... Um, Music, I'm thinking... Okay. Close age. Children. Children. As growing up... For those that are listening, he's pointing at both me and Chandler. I'm pointing at both of you. Like, gun hands. hands. Stick them up. (laughs) I want answers. Is it like... Do you think it's different raising children in the church? Not maybe from the side of any theological points or like... I don't want to get too into that because I'm I even you know even now I'm kind of like dipping my toe in there. Uh, yeah, is it like is it? Do you think it's different from raising children from I don't know, people you may know that don't raise them in the church? Yes. Yes. Are you asking for like differences we might see as parents? Yeah, that's probably not a very great question, but it's all I got. Haggle, that is a good question. Yeah, I think that raising your children in view of Jesus Christ, is uh, otherworldly different than what the world does. It is God's plan for the family that, you know, I think all the way back in Deuteronomy, Mm -hmm. raise your children in the Lord, teach them the way that they should go, like in the morning, in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. at lunch, on the way, wherever you're going. God's plan for discipleship is that parents would raise their children in the Lord yeah. with the view on Christ. So, yeah. It's the foundation of the Hebrew faith and uh, the Christian faith. There you go. The Shema. Exactly. Deuteronomy 6, 4 and following. Through 7, really. Yeah. Here's another good question. What's the worst food you've ever eaten in your entire life? That's a good question, and it, it's not a theology question. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for Andy not to think theologically, I which know. is a good problem. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But what's the worst food? Like, worst Chandler, food you go. Just... Oh, this is a tough one. He's. I hate to say it, but one time my grandma made these. <laughs> <laughs> she called them German potatoes. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> they were awful. Did she mistake? And them? I didn't know she made them. She's not going to listen to this. So. No. But uh, I just said, oh, these potatoes are terrible. And uh, she left the room crying. It's a dagger. I know it was. Chandler. I know. Gigi. Oh, Gigi. I pursued her in love, and I was so remorseful. But those potatoes were terrible. You call your grandma Gigi? Great grandma, Gigi. Uh, That is kind of funny. I don't... She's my grandma, but my kids, great grandma, so Uh, Gigi. 
That's what my nephews call mom. Your mom? Oh, no, yeah. Cool, Gigi. Yeah. So that's the worst food I've ever eaten. Terrible. Okay, German potatoes. Avoid. I don't even know if that's what it was. That's what she called it. Okay. (laughs) These are German potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Worst food I've ever had. I had a, uh, besides all pickles that I've ever eaten, um, I had the fruit durian one time from a missionary. Yeah, it's a fruit of some kind. Fruit. It's not of some kind. It is durian. And it's not around here. So this is just straight up a fruit? That's all you had was the yeah, fruit? Yeah, it's it... the... It's like a... Um, an, a fruit, I think you, it comes off of a tree. And it's a delicacy in some parts of the world. Uh, but a missionary brought it home with them for us to taste what would be delectable in the society that they were... Mm-hmm ministering in and it was absolutely horrendous it had the consistency of um the color of uh, tootsie roll the consistency of uh wet uh, hot tar if you get my drift and uh and the taste of only things that you've smelled before (laughs) and uh anyway but the gallaghers say that they've had durian and they've enjoyed it so whatever I ate by this missionary must have been a prepared durian um, because it was certainly not at all enjoyable. In fact, I gagged. I don't really gag, but I gagged and I, and I um, had the smallest bit and um, the smell was enough. I'm about to gag just listening to you talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So that's terrible. I could describe it in better terms, but I shouldn't. Mm, yeah, you. for my sake. Yeah. And our listeners. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to drive off the road or something. Do you have any other questions before we move into our next topic? Mm. Uh, you know, let me think. I don't think I do. I think I've exhausted my... Non-theological questions. My non-theological <laughs> <No>. questions. <laughs> I got some doozies up for you. Well, I'm okay. Exhausted. We better get to those doozies. All right. New Life Theology. New Life Theology. New Life Theology. <laughs> If you said it without laughing, it would be more like professional, but the laughter is just excellent. It's yeah. just totally Andy. It's Andy. Yeah. And now everyone listening knows Andy now. This is Andy Hackle. This is him. Hello. All right, okay. Andy, uh, we have not gotten any questions from our listeners, but you are a listener, so what theology questions do you have for us today? Ooh. This is a pretty, it's a pretty hot topic. It's a pretty hot topic. All right. We're getting this cold turkey, by the way, BTW. It's right here in the notes. Cold turkey. Cold question. turkey. Cold turkey. And then a blank. Yeah. yeah. Dot, dot, dot. But we yeah. have the answer. Written. Yeah. Be, right. So, I don't know. How Should that be works. good. Okay. This answer can be applied to any question. Yeah. <laughs> this question is one that I ponder a lot. Is it harder, in your opinion? Because you guys have ministered to a lot of people, I'm assuming. I've seen, you know, through over the years. Is it. Harder or easier, or what differences when you're dealing with someone who's an atheist who doesn't believe God exists versus someone who is of a different religion, you know, Muslim, Buddhist, mm. or Shintoist, or New Age. There's a lot of New Age stuff now, which is all even weirder. I mean, there's got to be some different difficulties when you're trying to minister to someone 
I think when you boil it down, as God's word tells us, no one was without excuse. God has laid eternity in the hearts of men. Mm -hmm. And so the difference is not in what they proclaim to believe, but more so in the attitude of the heart. So if there's a, an atheist who's willing to engage and listen is, uh, as a willing listener is um, easier to handle than an angry Christian. So if I can put it that way. That is a fair point. I guess that kind of answers just about. Yeah, I thought of just even on that, I think that was an Ecclesiastes is that God has placed eternity on everyone's heart. And I just thought of Paul when he was talking to the Athenians, he said that God made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. This is in Acts uh, 17, verse 26. Having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God mm -hmm. and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. And so, like, Paul's dealing with this huge group of people that have varying beliefs that just want to debate. And his point is, listen, all of you in your heart, if you're honest with yourselves, there's something in you that's you're seeking after God. And so an atheist in his seek or her seek for God has, without Jesus Christ, has determined that God is, his or her God is that there's no God. Right. Um, and then, you know, someone of a different religion, without Jesus Christ, they've landed on a different God. But with the Holy Spirit drawing the hearts of an atheist or a spiritual person, only through Christ can we know the one true God. Yeah, the, is God working in the person's heart or is he not, I think is a better differentiation between uh, who's willing and unwilling. Because even an atheist, if they are being persuaded by the Holy Spirit, is obviously much more willing to listen and engage than someone who is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, yeah, and that's why Paul says... But now God commands all people everywhere to repent. So the question is, are they willing to repent right. and turn in faith to Christ? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, yeah, that's what it all boils down to. Because we, as humans, fallen humans, even fallen humans that love Christ and are with Christ and followers of Christ, we can only do so much when you're ministering to a person. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Our 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 role is to preach the gospel. Yeah, that's it. We preach the gospel, and you just have to. The spirit does the rest. And the spirit does the rest. And that I think was a big breakthrough when I was, because mm. I felt so bad when someone wouldn't respond, and I like it. And obviously, it weighs kind of heavy on everyone's heart. But it's like yeah. you have to just say, you know, I've preached the word. Yeah, I think that's what Paul is telling Paul. Uh, the 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 church, some plant, some water, but God causes the growth. Yeah, right. And I, he even says, I thank God that I didn't baptize all of you, and then he names a couple that he did. But nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. And then in Acts twenty thirty four, through Paul's talking to the elders in Ephesus, and he's saying like, listen, there's nobody's blood is on my hands. Because I've done what I've been called to do. I've preached the gospel. It's not my job to yeah. convert people. It's right. my job to preach. 
Paul gets at that, the uh, intangibleness of what God is doing in, in Romans mm-hmm. 11, where he says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. So no matter who we're talking to, it's God who's the one that's going to receive the glory for what takes place. Mm-hmm. So, As I think about our li- the listeners and the people at New Life, as we go into the world and, you know, connecting with cashiers at the grocery store or neighbors or family, uh, our responsibility is to preach the gospel and in, in the, what we say and how we act. And, um, but our dependence has to be on the Lord and praying for the people that we'd be talking to because whether they're an atheist or a Muslim, the Spirit has to open their hearts. Amen. You know, if I can say, what you said there remind me of, probably, in my opinion, if I can just praise you just a little bit right now. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> w- warning, wait, wait, warning, wait warning. I mean this in... Warning. The most humblest Warning. Way. The greatest quote I think you've ever said, which is kind of appropriate, is you said once in a sermon, I hope that I disappear and that no one remembers me, but they remember the gospel, and they remember not you, but the word and the word that was taught and mm. the gospel and that Christ be glorified and that we just disappear from the picture. Yeah. Because we're unimportant. Yeah. You know, in a way. That's what Paul said, and he said uh, that... I account my life... Uh, what do you say? This is X twenty thirty four, but I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. If only I finished my course in the ministry that I've received to testify to the gospel of the grace of God, and so hmm. he he's not valuable. Yeah, the Lord is. In fact, if it's anything, it's a loss. We, yeah, us. Yeah, Philippians three. Yeah. It's crazy how our written answer on the manuscript fits so well with this yeah. question we didn't even know what it was going to be. Amazing. All right. That's perfect. Any other theology question you got for us? Ooh. Uh, hmm. <laughs> you know what? I got one for I you, got Andy. one for me. Ooh, give me one. Yeah. Hit him hard. Do it. Hit me hard. Why do we sing in the church? Why do we sing? Ooh. You know... My job depends on this, Andy. Yeah, Your job does. Here's the thing. I'll start with like a little preface. Like, warning. 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 Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to worship, in my opinion. Because I think like there's people in the building here that come and they clean and they do the dishes and they're in the kitchen and they're working. And I think that is an amazing surface. People that take out the garbage and we really, I think, I mean, at least me, we kind of forget those things and those people. So I believe that's an act of like serving and I think things like that are just important as us that are up on stage. So what you're saying is that singing might not be necessarily what 
worship. Well, mm, yes and no. Because worship is, and I think will always has been and will be. We see that in the Bible. We talk about Paul talking about singing with congregations. And yeah, so why, why does Paul say to sing? Um, I believe, oh, I'm going to try to find it here. But we um, it helps us. Man, I am just not as smart as you guys. <laughs> no, yes, you are. You know it. I know it. Uh, mainly, we sing to glorify God. Amen. Um, I don't know. That is an interesting. Why singing and not speaking or like, you know, it's just a very natural state for humans. Singing has always been something that's been very beautiful in humans, you know, since the dawn of creation. Yeah. I think um, you hit on something there when you said, why do we sing and not speak? Um, I think it's one and the same. Mm-hmm. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. How? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. And so, singing mm-hmm. is so that we would be admonishing and teaching one another about Jesus Christ. Amen. So that we would live lives for the glory of God. Yeah. Sometimes we think of worship inappropriately as though it's one-dimensional. But mm. think of worship more as a maybe if you substitute the word worship for service, there are many things that we can do to serve God. Absolutely. And it doesn't have one thing that yeah. is service. Some serve this way, some serve this way, some serve that way. And so it is with worship. It is a life that we have unto God. Yeah. Our life is a spiritual act of worship. Yep. We are living dead people walking. Yeah. So, so as a living sacrifice, which is our spiritual act. I mean, that is who we are. We are worshipers. And so at New Life, we sing to encourage one another and teach one another the gospel that we would live our lives for God's glory. That's right. That's right. We're at 30 minutes. Dude. Wow. It feels like one minute. Yeah, it does. One well, second and we're already done. Or are we done? What's the average length of these things, Andy? Mm. I don't know. I was listening. They ran maybe like half hour, 45 minutes usually. I think they're like 24 minutes. 24 minutes, maybe? It's so good you can't even remember. It just, it just time flies, and sometimes it feels longer than it is. <laughs> but the sweet spot is when it feels shorter than it right. is. Right. So mm-hmm. I think we've hit that sweet spot. I really hope we did. All right, well, until next time, blessings. 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 <laughs> I missed it. Let's try again. Just say blessings. Blessings. blessings.